Right, themed content once again, and I put the midweek out to a vote. Dan, you had the casting vote. It was between Pollock and... Hudson Hawk. That's right, two pretty similar films, and you went for Pollock. Yeah. Which I was excited about because I'd wanted to see this since... I hadn't really, actually, but I did see the trailer a long time ago, and I thought, I'd like to see that, and then I forgot about it, and when I remembered it for this, then I was like, no, I do want to see that. So I was glad that you'd picked this one. I didn't know it existed, but it's just the kind of film that I would really want to go and watch so yeah. i was excited to see it it's well. a biopic it's a biopic of jackson pollock yeah it's a sort of passion project of ed harris who was really into the story and really looks like it he does look a lot like it crazy so a lot which like is him. how we got into it because his dad had given him a book yeah when he was a kid saying, way, yeah. you look like jackson pollock which isn't a great thing for a dad to say to a kid but, balding um, like. <laughs> <laughs> look i guess that was it like look you're bald at 17, so I'm going to give you this You look like now. a balding alcoholic and, with bipolar. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he stars as Jackson Pollock, but he yeah. also directed the movie. Yeah, he, mm. uh, and I like Ed Harris. So do I. This was off, off my radar, but then I found out, actually, it was in the running for Oscars and shit, this. Well, um, we'll get on to that, Dan. We will get on to that in due course. <laughs> well, if you don't know who Jackson Pollock is, Reese, could you explain for the, for the viewers? He's an artist, Dan. <laughs> He's an artist. There you go. He's, he was the one that did all the, yeah. the kind of stuff. It's when the you splatter. Take the splatter which effect. It's the kind of art that will polarise people because there'll be a lot of people, a lot of people who will just say, it's just fucking nonsense. Goes right? over and, their yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, but I've been on that journey. I've been through that. No, but, there will, but, but, it's a fact, but it's a fact that there will be lots of people yeah. who will say that that's what it is and yeah. will just disregard this like right out of the gate. Yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah. it's, it's true. It's, Have you ever um, seen Peter, Peter, Peter Andre is here. He hasn't seen the movie, so I don't, I'm not sure to the extent he's going to chip in. But you instantly put your hand up there at the it's all pretentious bullshit for the. Have you seen one? That's all I would say about. It. Have you seen one real like live in? Because that's what changed it for me. I've seen a real Jackson Pollock no. from the paint. Drink. Where where would one see one? Guggenheim. No, in London. You can see they've got six. London, the just like on of, the streets. Got, no, no, it's got six at the Tate Modern. No, because I, I haven't been to the Tate Modern. Yeah. It would not, enrage you, the Tate Modern. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really. like oh, when I, Some of it's great. Some of, it's, some of it is pretentious some, Yeah, some of it is yeah. pretentious. Right, I went there once where they had somebody had taken a photo of like a time-lapse thing of something that had, they'd blown up a garden shed. And it was just like a few like milliseconds after the shed had been blown up. And then they'd taken all the pieces and they'd reassembled it in the room as that photograph at that moment and other bits. So it was like you were in the experience of that. That was really fucking cool. I saw one and it was just office blinds just hung in the room. And I thought, this is like, this is the line for me. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of... Anyway. Well, the first time I ever so heard that's art for you. Yeah. Jackson Pollock was when Swayze came out of the toilet after <laughs> a particularly heavy night in Big Curry. Mm. And he goes... I've done a Jackson Pollock in the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? Found out it's mm. this kind of splatter effect. So <laughs> whenever after that, I, I'd, I'd been aware of his paintings and everything. You and, think- and yeah, there was an association with I'd, that story. I'd come but I like, his, I like his stuff. I don't mm. know why. It's like, you know, it, I like the drip stuff. I yeah, do. It, I do. But but we can get into that because there's like a little mini tour of it because he didn't start out that way. And the, the drip stuff is that like the like cans of paint like hanging 
and you no, like poke a hole in it and then swing it no, round and it and it that's actually, David Hurst or his right his, okay it's actually his students or Big Lebowski when that girl was doing it yeah, yeah. Right. no his is it, it like just gets the brush and it's all reactionary and blah, blah, blah. just yeah. like flicking flicking a bit <laughs> yes, of paper with yeah. paint yeah with fucking it's talentless more that. it's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Right. I hope we like so find anyway, out how it's in this that. movie that we've all watched we open with pollock at an exhibition it's his exhibition it's 1950 and a woman is pushing through the crowd with a copy of life magazine in her hands and he's clearly at the height of success signing autographs and he glances across the room and then we cut back nine years to 1941 and he's drunk and being helped up the stairs by his brother and he's shouting abuse at picasso yeah, they're having a good time, though. They've had a few drinks, as we learn he liked. But at this stage, he, he was kind of... He hadn't found any fame, but he was having a good time. And he, he was living an artist's life, wasn't he? He was how you'd expect. Was, well, he was impoverished and yeah. he yeah. lived with his um, brother and sister-in-law. And they there's tension there. They want him out because they're she's expecting family, a baby yeah. and... Pollock is a hopeless al- alcoholic. And then one day, but he is painting. You can see in the background some of his stuff. It's sort of Picasso influenced. Yeah. It's like strong lines and bold colours. And To me as well, because, mm. again, I didn't know enough about Jackson Pollock really to, to know that he had all this earlier stuff that was no, heavily influenced no. by Yeah, so Picasso. he was a surrealist. And that's what brings Lee Krasner, who was an artist in her own right, that's what brings her into his life. That she she's met she's she's played by Marcia Gay Harden. You'd you'd recognise her. She she was in Miller's Crossing. Yeah. She was in Flubber, which you probably remember. And she was probably known best to me as the horrible Mrs. Carmody, who was the religious fanatic in the Stephen King thing, The Mist. Does anyone? I didn't I'm see that, that, but I, I did recognise her, and yeah, she just kind of knocks on the door looking for other painters and well she's um, seen all the surrealists in new york yeah. but she hasn't seen him and so she just kind of invites herself in and he's in a mood which allows that and i think he's a little bit taken by her quite quickly and they end up going for coffee and dating and they begin a relationship mm. and she seems actually really good for him in the fact that well he's she's not trying a to keep him on the straight and talker is he it's like every sentence is kind of pulled out of him he's yeah. really the and, stereotypical tortured artist and Ed uh, his Harris, paintings are dazzling yeah ed harris's performance in this i i think is fantastic i know that there's lots of he's got that face for it you know i hadn't seen i actually looked at what jackson pollock looked like after this yeah film. me too me too and found out fucking hell yeah it was and then read the stuff about his dad giving him the book yeah, yeah. because and it, it was it's uncanny the resemblance yeah. between him um and his his performance i thought was was really strong so they do start to fall in love but she she's uh, also his manager and his sort of biggest fan and yeah. she wants him to to continue painting because she knows when he's painting that's when he's at his best he goes on a bender after his brother says that he's going to connecticut to make gliders for the army to avoid <laughs> yeah. conscription which was weird it made me oh man all that talk about conscription made me think about those poor bastards in ukraine like getting dragged off buses like people our age 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just been conscripted. It's, yeah, I think whatever you watch these days, you can draw parallels to what's going on in the world in in some mm. way, shape, or form. But but he yeah. doesn't take it well. He's like doing like frenzied drumming to a Benny Goodman tune in the kitchen, and he goes really mad. Then he goes on yeah. a massive bender, and everybody and I, else picks up the pieces. I wouldn't know what to to call his his mental illness really, because that's well, what it's depression it, it, and alcoholism, and I think he's a bit. You know, he's got. It's I don't know if they call it bipolar. Well. Is the very big swings of. Mood, they like, call it clinically neurotic in the movie. Right. Yeah. But I don't know if that's an actual diagnosis or not. Well, he, he certainly, when he receives bad news, he's uncontrollable in his emotions. And um, but it's at not this always point, depression, though, oh, because well, you know we do get a few jumps in time, and we meet Howard Putzel and Reuben Kaddish, which might just be the two most Jewish names I've ever heard. I was going to say, yeah, very which lots I, of friends of your people, actual your people. Here's my yeah. people well, here. All of his buddies, actually, with Val Kilmer's one of them. Well, um, he's not his buddy. That's De Kerning. He's yeah. playing his rival artist, De Kerning. Although they all sit around and have a few beers together. And, Later, uh, yeah. And he does he actually cite him as one of his favourite Well, they have, a, they have a funny session where they're all out getting pissed and... He's like, they're asking about his opinions on other artists. And he says, Gorski's a Picasso clone. Klein's a whore. Uh, Picasso's a has-been. De Kerning, he's all right. He's learning. That's yeah. what he says. <laughs> and then, but it's, it's important because the guy says to him, and what do you think of Jackson Pollock? And he falls completely silent and it's really uneasy. And it's a running theme throughout, the, especially the first half of the movie, that he doesn't explain his art himself. Everybody else interprets his art for him. Lee Krasner all the time is talking about his art for him, but you don't know where his art is coming from until much later in the movie. Well, that, that's when he, he talks about, he's having a walking interview and he talks about his art. He says, you know, you don't look at a bed of daisies or flowers and rip your hair out wondering mm. what it all means mm. you just watch it and, just and that's it, how yeah. he wanted his art appreciated as well well there's loads of it as well i mean there's yeah we're probably spinning on a bit but <clears throat> in fact we, we go too quick because he meets peggy guggenheim and yeah. she's a wealthy jewish socialite who buys art and artists effectively and he's on commission he's just got to paint something yeah. for her and sell a certain amount of paintings otherwise she'll own all his artwork yeah, it's, it's some deal that seems the standard kind of shafting the artist deal that he's encouraged to, to sign by his now wife, Lee. And he goes along with that. And it's the case of him believing him in himself and those around him enough to say, look, you will sell this. You will start to make money. And Yeah, but um, it doesn't go that way because the first exhibition that they have it's got the critic, the prominent critic, Clement Greenberg. That was Jeffrey Tambor. Mm. Um, That's the big guy, yeah? Yeah. 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 So he's a, it's a lot of Jewish people in here. He's another one, an art, art critic. He says in public that the work is muddy and pretentious and, and, and it's you're aware of people critiquing Pollock's work at the, and he doesn't like it. But no, he, he, does, he doesn't take the criticism well, does no. he? he? He's At one point, there's a big kind of party and it gets to the stage where he's he's asked about one of his paintings and he said it was too blue what too blue for you yeah and he goes to get it from the garage and then he brings it back out and he goes and he'll say what should i soften it for you i'll put a load of white paint on it or something and he can't bring himself to do it at that final moment and he, he really has to come down off his high horse because he's so angry well the critic says he likes that about it. it's like you can't destroy it 
but that's what the critic says there's something in that there's yeah. something in that and he he starts to maybe understand the man a little bit more and they become quite good friends they do actually. they do yeah in the in their personal life so his brother's fucked off down to long no reuben wait howard one of the guys who's helped set him up he dies so reuben pollock goes on a massive drinking bender again and it's all really awful and then reuben goes down to long island and invites them out to live with him uh, and they're on the coldest looking fucking beach in the whole world <laughs> having a picnic and then they move out there and it's kind of it's probably the happiest period of his it looks life to be. they a little... have a big jump don't they about yeah. five years before mm. well they negotiate a marriage yeah. Well, like, she says, if you don't marry me, it's it's over. Yeah. So he's like, okay. <laughs> he says, okay, but then it has to be in a church. Yeah. And they both agree that no family should be there. And then he's he's painting. We've seen him paint a few times in the movie, and it's great. I don't know whether Ed Harris knows how to paint, but he, he certainly knows how to look like he knows how I, to paint. Yeah, mm. I think he did the, the painting, and he did have people come in afterwards to, yeah, to finish him off team, and things. But again. I think he is uh, a painter anyway, and he's been thinking about this film. You know, it's a labour of love for him last 10 or so years. I think he's he certainly had a go at it. But, yeah, the, the paintings themselves, obviously, they're... The, the real Jackson Pollock ones. I've seen one in London and yeah, it's, they're, they're amazing, aren't they? You know, when you, you get very close to a painting like that, they're huge. They're, they're really huge things. Big. So they're the size of the man cave. Bigger than that. Bigger it's than that. The size of the wall. Really, that's what you first see, think. That is really big. Because I've been to the Guggenheim. And I don't know if you've been there, but it's the spiral thing. You go round and you see all these. Well, I think Picasso's I have because they've got one there. They've the, got the, the thing that strikes me is that, and it's happened. Is you could just go and fucking vandalize them. Do you know what I mean? You're just, there, you're just there. there. You know yeah, that's yeah. worth fucking millions and millions and millions. And it's just you're there. not personally advocating. No, but I'm, uh, that's what I was thinking at you're the time. I was thinking, yeah. that's worth fucking like tens of millions. They did it for the Mona Lisa for years, but then um, that's behind. That now it's behind yeah. something. So times are good. The painting. Well, um, they their relationship. They, they have is, a bit of a fallout. She, over she won't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a brilliant example, isn't it? When when they have that kind of uh, that argument, and they say, "Fucking not having kids." Why the fuck? And he splashes a glass, and he breaks a radio or something. And she goes, "There, that's why I'm not having kids. I'm not bringing them into this. You're hard enough work as it is." And he is hard work. He's an alcoholic. He's really needy. He's he works. Well, she she's like I, you know, she's got her eyes open. She knows yeah. what he's he's like, but she's like it's enough me and you. Yeah, I can't bring anybody else into this, and you can like absolutely understand that about her. And she's her performance is brilliant. And her character is brilliant all the way through. It is yeah. this. He gets pissed about some reviews and stuff. Where are we now? Oh, now, well, that, now, oh, we jumped to 1947 and the shows are being, he's getting shows and stuff that are mm. being successful, but then they're being closed down a bit because of his drinking. But he, it's a good shot. He goes out to the barn where he paints one morning. It's cold mm. and um, he's painting and he notices how the paint falls off his brush. Yeah into like a like a long loop on the floor it's almost a mistake isn't it he doesn't even do it on the canvas he does it on the on the floor next to the canvas and then he's suddenly doing that like strong lines and that spatter pattern there's there's energy and and velocity in it but it's not you know there's it's it's sort of planned randomness he knows what he's doing he's got that yeah his his brush strokes without making contact with the the canvas if you like he's you know he's creating the shapes but there's no it's what's the word I'm looking for? 
It's a different kind of texture, I suppose. Yeah. And he's using he's he's using this enamel paint and he's dripping it onto the floor. So the canvas is on the floor and he's mm. like he's flinging, he's using he's improvising and he's using the the paint. And anyways, it's, it's great. You watch these paintings actually materialise. There's a great section where the painting Full Fathom Five is in the background of where where he's working over one of the little montage scenes anyway. But Lee sees his new work. He's moved from being a surrealist into being an abstract expressionist whatever this new she's, thing she's is blown through. she says you you've broken you've through cracked here. it you've cracked it and and that's kind of what she's always expecting him to do that if any of the artists in america at the time was gonna find something new to to paint about to to say on a canvas then this was the guy and she put all her eggs into an energy into this guy mm. and it it paid off. She was right. She saw it and it was right. And he did it. It was, it was there and he was able to, I mean, now we take it for granted, you know, that splash effect and everything. But he was the first. There had been, no, there had been other drip painters. I haven't really been on this journey very much. So I wouldn't want to say with any certainty, but he was, yeah. Interesting. It was interesting. I thought he was kind of maybe just said something else then with this i mean the, with the size of the canvases or something i think it was it. yeah i think there was a lot of, you know i wouldn't want to be too definitive because i don't really know a lot about my art history swayze would know about this would he yeah uh, well swayze should have been on the pod but everyone is kind of celebrating you know he's making money he's flirting with some girl yeah someone's caught his eye and lee gets really pissed at him and they have a big pash on the pool which was well out of order wasn't it i mean he's he's getting pissed with his mates playing cards mm. or whatever mm. His missus is in the kitchen behind him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, so he's turning into one of these guys that's not just drinking and being an arsehole. Now he's, he's, out of control, he's really. cheating. Yeah. He's out of control. He's he's losing him himself. In, in Well, he's in, becoming in mega that. famous yeah, as well. Is, and yeah. it's, you know, Life magazine have called. They want to do an article on him and they're, they're interviewing. They're asking and probing questions. They say to him, it's probably the biggest question that people would have. And it's just such a great line. I really hope it's true. They say to him, how do you know when you finished a painting? And he says, well, how do you know when you finished making love? Yeah. What a comeback. <laughs> Such a good answer. So he's got the success he craved, his paintings sell, people want to hear his opinions and respect, and he's giving it. He's even on like an old timey version of a podcast at one point, explaining wow. his theory. So it must be pretty cool. <clears throat> they make a film of him. And he explains his art and his process and the problems. He's, he says specifically that the problems of the age, and he's talking about stuff like he's talking about like nuclear armageddon and stuff as well which is strangely prescient or whatever he said they need a new type of expression to reveal them and he's he says he's not using accidents he says he's in control but he's you know he's responding to the criticisms that people have of what he does then hans namath yeah Joe's joe brother. willie's brother <laughs> uh a german movie maker comes to make a film yeah which interrupts the spontaneity of his work he's mm. not into it and the boozing starts to become more and more well he hasn't drunk in two years is he but after this shoot it's thanksgiving when he starts Mm. hitting the bottle again yeah and he's a real fucking arsehole when he's drunk it makes him feel like a phony doesn't it making the movie because he's having to pretend to do what he's what he does and it's yeah it's messing with his head and he's kind of going off the boil a little bit clem has declared some other artist i think is it clifford still i can't i can't remember who they said but some other artist is the up and coming and they're saying you've had a good 10 years yeah you know it's Jackson. time but he he's he's he comes through that door in that scene because it skips just before this scene mm. 
and he's got a beard and he's, he's put on 30, 40 pounds or something. They stopped um, for six weeks or something to yeah, let him eat yeah. so he could do that. <laughs> What's he done? I mean, can you imagine when they stopped for six weeks? The change in this guy, mm. I mean, it's... Uh, I thought they'd put like some kind because he had a yeah. yeah fat suit on him, but no, he's just wearing a vest. It's him. He, he's, he must have just hit the burger like <laughs> just full on. But he's fallen apart, nothing. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he he's, calls Clem a Jewish cunt. Yeah, yeah he starts getting kind of real, horrible. Like, real abusive. Out, yeah. yeah, he's horrible to leave. I mean, yeah, there's horrible. there was one. He's barrage he of insults. Painted himself into a corner. He screams at. I was like, wow, yeah, fucking hell, that was full on. I thought, um, and then she's arguing back, and and she's saying that she knows he's cheating, and she's like, you know, they're having this big argument, and it seems over the cheating, but she's like, we have this kind of argument over, you know, if I ask you to take out the rubbish, so it's like, mm, fucking hell, grim. Anyway, but he is cheating. He's cheating with Jennifer Connolly. He looks pretty good. It is horrible because like he goes off and comes back, and you know they know what's going on. She doesn't bust her chops, even though Jennifer Connolly left some of her clothes in the car, and her friends had the good grace not to say anything about it when they saw it. It's like, oh man, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, eventually, the relationship breaks up there, and it gets together with this girl the the new well she goes off to venice lee goes off to venice mm. she wishes that jackson would go with her but he doesn't he he goes off with ruth which is jennifer connelly isn't it yeah and her friend edith yeah and that they they end up having a, a fateful car ride in the end it's a it's a seat you know they're drinking well he is absolutely hammered behind the wheel mm. yeah he's just uh, hammered but also just Going through another one of his episodes, kind of episodes yeah. I think, where mm. he's he's not thinking straight and ends up having a car crash and dying. He uh, dies. Yeah. He just dies, and Ruth is, well, I think, yeah. seriously injured, but yeah. survived. So yeah, and then Lee went on to manage the estate, and then she produced. What we didn't talk about is that she was also a very talented artist, and she basically during during Jackson's life. She put her art mostly on hold to mm. make sure that Jackson was able to fulfill his potential. And then after he died, she produced some of the best work of her career in Pollock's studio. Um, so, yeah, what it, a fucking story, man. Yeah, it really was. So it's a couple of hours. And what, what, did, what did you think? You know, pass with flying colours? Mm. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> less original than his subject? I've heard both. I've read a few reviews online that have have really kind of been up and down, up and down on this. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not I enjoyed it for everyone. Um, the metrics are strong for it, so it's well liked, and it did, like you say, it had a few Oscar nods. I believe that Marsha Gay Harden won the Oscar. She won. Yeah, for her she's a winner. She and she was up against. Hang on, I've got it here because she was up against Judy Dench, Kate Hudson, Francis McDormand, Kate and Julie Hudson. Walters. What was wow. it? Francis, uh, famous? Yes, it okay. was. Uh, Francis McDormand, Julie, yeah, not exactly lightweight. So she won it. He was nominated for Best Actor, but it went to Russell Crowe that year. Gladiator. Gladiator. Right, yeah. okay. he, Ed Harris has got a role as Rear Admiral, lol, in uh, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're thinking of watching this with the kids, you, you would know that there's, uh, no. there's one brief sex scene but it lacks detail this is the the kids he, parents he um yeah because um, he tries to get it on with peggy but he can't get it yeah on. there's some sexual references there's a couple of scenes where pollock gets angry and throws stuff around as far as your violence goes and a few f words pollock calls his wife a 
fucking cunt whore. Yeah. And the word cunt is used two or three times. Yeah, because yeah, I was really pressed for time this week to get this all watched. And I thought, oh, it's a film about some uh, a painter, whatever. <laughs> I could probably watch this while my daughter's in the room, but I didn't. And then when he started uh, like unleashing all this, because he's, he's not just saying it, he's screaming it uh, and yeah, really angrily, no, like, really meant. giving it to her. I was like, thank God, because <laughs> it's yeah. not appropriate for children. Hear enough of it at home. Yeah. Like, you don't have to hear <laughs> yeah. on a TV. Yeah. Yeah. It feels um, like we skipped past the part whether we said whether it was any good or not. It's definitely good. Yeah, absolutely. I really it. enjoyed this. This was brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I watched this last night, put it on around about 10 o'clock Sunday night, and it's just where you want to be for me then. You know, it's, it's that late night film when nobody else was up. Mm. I could just sink into this and yeah. it's it just was, a great story. it was a brilliant biopic of an artist i didn't know a lot about and i think ed harris does it real you justice you can see I'm his sure passion yeah for the source you, material and obviously for the man and for the art especially the art you can feel that and yeah. see it in this if you don't know the story it's a great way i i guess it's fairly authentic because it comes it's written by people who wrote a biography of him that's like the most official version that there is and what have you so yeah really this is just another one of it. you like championing someone who's a bit of an arsehole so you've had the, the dog torturers on yeah airbud uh there was something else the week after i can't remember what it was and now he'd like a violent you know abusive uh, some side he was tortured yeah. though yeah, he, was he did some nice painting, yeah. so that's okay. It did make some money as well. They, they made this for six million, and it made eleven million at the box office. Okay, nice. I'm pleased for Ed because I, I think this is uh, it's a it's a he'll, he'll be thrilled. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, he'll <laughs> it, it, text me later. Cheers. But no, it's it's lovely when an an actor has a, a passion project. Mm. And they can see it through and, and deliver it so well. It took him a long time to get and, this off. And the then page there's an Oscar the as well for. For Marsh, yeah, so I think that's it's such an extraordinary story, you know, of alcoholism and depression and art. And she is so extraordinary, Lee Krasner, in this. And her, you know, Pollock owes her so much, clearly. Yeah, Um, you know, it's a real portrait of love and support for somebody who had a lot of fucking problems, obviously. So, yeah, it's great. Really, do go and watch this if you haven't seen it. Yeah, modern art. (laughs) No, 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 no.